0: Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by The Building Christian Fellowship. At The Building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Praise God. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm Pastor Donald. Um, I am uh, the teaching pastor here at the Building Christian Fellowship, also the young adults pastor here at the Building Christian Fellowship. Um, praise God. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't ask to be that. I didn't ask to be that, but God saw fit. Um, and so I'm just, I'm just glad to be able to be a vessel that he desired to use. Amen. I'm going to uh, do something a little bit different this morning. Do something a little bit different this morning. So I pray that you guys bear with me. Um, they said we got a new heart, you know what I'm saying? So things are a little bit different. That's what they say. It ain't going to look the same, right? It ain't, it ain't, it ain't coffee. It's, it's, it's water. Nah, but on the real, man, we're going to do things a little bit different because this all ties into the message, trust me, all right? So go ahead and roll that. This ain't what you think it is, just so you know. But I'm booed up to these bars, though, so check it out, listen. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men, only God, and he searched me thoroughly with grace and mercy as the courtesy to perfect his work in me. Ain't no hyperbole when I say he's more than justified to murder me I took him for granted in the pursuit to sin purposely On the verge of flatlining eternally Conditions worsened internally A prodigal returning home to daddy nervously No third degree took me back undeservingly Currently exchanging my desires like foreign currency You could take the coldest villain a relative of the stats or how hard he at Just know that it's a wrap when Holy Spirit arrests his cardiac Now where the party at? Not in that pit drop, homie Chasing cat, blazing sacks, ready for liftoff, homie. The heart's deceitful and exceedingly wicked. Who would have knew? that it was subtly seduces to trash refusing to loose us. I failed congestively thinking I knew what's best for me. Listening to mine, I need a new one, so I reached my destiny. Can I give this 30 pieces of silver back? My sin is a silver back. Going April Foolish, can't believe you agreed to do this. Known from the get-go I was Judas, drowning in my manure. You maneuver mercy and grace to suit you up my sin-shattered future. I sided with your accusers at your public execution. Saw you beaten and flayed, nailed to the cross with your bones on display. Arterial blood spraying we ought to the sheriff betraying that night in the guard we chose to sleep when we should have been praying you said this had to happen, I never thought so I cried not so, I never let you go denied you thrice before that cock crow I was naked, you clothed me with the flesh they ripped from your spine, I'm around those in need all the time, won't give them the code off of mine and designing your gaping wounds the shining of hope's beacon, it's the weekend love hung from a tree leaking, pools of blood speaking the wage to sin is death, the advocate became the applicant, I'm so glad to repent and receive the sacrament, we got accommodations for the population no condemnation, here to awaken a generation out their current state of sedation I used to be an abomination Now I'm will Tuck safely away in the Savior Safe or the thief on the creek Trying to crack the combination Sing his birth to death by obligation Made a pro-choice the great physician Ordered a fetus aborted due to complications Exanguination The lamb bled out I was still born to be born again Stainless like steel crime When I popped my head out He wiped my dead out Water broke when they pierced him in his side Suspended between earth and sky On a crux between two crooks that year the Passover was catered by chefs, seasoned in the art of death. The lamb left in the hands of cruel cooks, body broken, eleven bread for the feast a wound to a far tomb rose on the third light east. Cast my sin as far as west from the east. To say the least, his throne's eternal. So Kanye and Jay is just marks of the beast. Don't watch the throne, boy, watch your tongue when you speak. I conform to the image of Christ. Before you know it, attack of the clones in this piece. Strategically target the streets to harvest the wheat. I would have been sold about 5.2, but it's hard to market this meat. So what you saying? Jesus isn't the Christ. You rather gamble with life like a paradise on your own and make paradise? That's blasphemy. The weapons of our war ain't carnal. So my Bible blasts for me. All day. All day. All day. I'm not that preacher that you, I'm the other kind of preacher. Just so you know. The message entitled today is, It's Not You, It's Me. It's not you, it's me. Let me break down what it is. I know I just said a mouthful. Some of y'all was able to ride with it and you caught it, but I'm going to break it down for you today. First quote, the heart's deceitful and exceedingly wicked. Who would have knew? For those of you that that, that are Bible scholars, you would know that that came from Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, where it says, the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Well, only God can know that. You know, we're we're often taught in our culture and society to, to listen to your heart. Follow your heart. You will follow your heart to your own demise because your heart... Is desperately wicked, and another translation says it is desperately wicked. The Hebrew word translated desperately wicked has the idea of a terminal, incurable illness. The only hope for sinful man in his human heart is to be supernaturally changed. Where sin was once inscribed on the hearts of his people, God provides a new inscription. Jeremiah 31:33 says this For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days declares the Lord I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people Can the church say amen You may be in here and you might you might be wondering, what is all this heart talk about? Well, well, the, well, the heart of the matter is a matter of the heart. And as we read, it said that the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? We don't even know our own heart. though it's, We've been born with it. It's, it's crazy that Pastor John has had a heart transplant, but the heart that he had before, he was born with that heart and didn't know until way later on in life that his heart was betraying him. So it is spiritually for many of us. We can have this thing with us all the while and not know that it's betraying us. We have one job. We have one job. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 says this. It says, therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed my suggestions. This is Paul writing. So now, not only with the enthusiasm you would would show in my presence, but much more because I am absent, work out. Cultivate, carry out the goal, and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling. Self-distrust. With serious caution. Tenderness of conscience. Conscience. Watchfulness against temptation, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. You have one job. You and I have one job, and that's to work out our salvation with self-distrust, meaning I'm not following my heart. Why? Because God has given me a new heart, and I have to get acclimated to this new heart that he's given me. It's not like like changing out a battery and you just go back and run the way that you used to run. There's a working out process that takes place. Many of you guys have heard a little bit of Pastor's Journey about his heart transplant, that the rest of the body had to get used to this new heart. Some complications have come up. some, 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 Some bumps in the road have come about. Because the body had to get used to the new heart. We have one job. Work out our salvation. Didn't say work for. You have to understand, like, like, it's it's the working out is our responsibility. God, God placed salvation in us. It's just like your muscles. Right. Everybody's born with muscles. It's just some some muscles some people's muscles we can see better than others, right? Because of working out. Working out. He worked it in. He worked salvation in, and it's for us to work it out. We can't, see, we can't always see the salvation until we start working it out, because then we work it out, and then it starts to show on the outside. Something on the inside has been done, but it's for us to work it out so we can be seen on the outside, it's like, I, I, I know he says he's saved. You got one job. Work out your salvation with self-distrust. Next quote. It says that we all did our share of betraying that night in the garden when we chose to sleep, when we should have been praying. We all did our share training. Can, can I just take a, take a break real quick and talk about how bad of a rap that we give Judas? Acting like we are not capable of the same thing. It was just as much of a betrayal that the three that went to the garden with him didn't stay on their post. They chose to sleep when they should have been praying. Now, I understand the fact that there's that there's fatigue that sets in. There's 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 a thing that, that soldiers do when they're out in the battlefield and they can't afford to fall asleep. So they'll keep each other. They'll keep each other accountable, whether it's through playing games or just conversation, whatever it is. They will keep each other accountable because they're on mission. Here it is. The three they were given one job. And Jesus comes to them more than once, finding them asleep. We all have been, been, been those who have betrayed our Lord and Savior. All of us. We all did a share of betraying that night in the garden when we, we chose to sleep when we should have been praying. Matthew twenty six, Jesus tells the disciples, he says, "One of y'all, one of y'all is going, going, going to betray me." And so they were like, as, the, as they were scrambling to try and find out the information who it was. Jesus' answer to them was the one who dips the bread. Well, Jesus, we all dipped bread, exactly. Jesus knew precisely who it was, but his answer to them was to let them know, "Hey, stop looking." Who it is that you can put the blame on? Somebody once said that if we stop looking to fix the blame, we can solve the problem. Think about fixing the blame it fixing are working on something. And we, we spend a lot of our lives fixing and working on blaming, finding somebody to blame that we don't even fix the problem. The tools weren't meant to fix the blame. The tools were meant to fix the problem. Work out your salvation. Work on your salvation. The problem is, is that in our hearts, we've listened to our hearts for so long, we think that we're better than we really are. And we're like, no, but I'm a good person. Why is this happening to me? Romans 3 tells us, ain't none of y'all good. Ain't none of y'all good. We've all gone aside and we've all gone after our own things. We've all been the betrayer. We've all been the traitor. None of us are good. And even to, according to man's standards, if you're good. There, I know we read in Scripture, we hear about this person was a good man. It still doesn't match up to what God calls good. As, as our nature, listening to our heart, we are always self-seeking, we're self-serving, self-preservation. We're seeking to fix the blame. Adam, where are you? The woman you gave me. The master comes back to his servants that he gave talents to, and in the, in the, in the, in the in this one servant who didn't do anything was telling he's like, Master, I know, I know that you're a, a, a hard man, and you reap where you don't sow, and, and blah, 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 blah. the master's like, oh, you one of those. You one of those. The thing is, is that that the master gave his three servants each a bag, varying in different, different amounts. He gave according to their ability. And the one servant that decides to go and bury it in the ground and not do anything with it, a lot of us are like that, but we won't admit it. A lot of us sitting in here right now are like that, and we won't admit it. Why? Because we're too busy paying attention to what's going on in everybody else's bag. He was more concerned with the master's bag and what the master does than what the master had given him. Everything ain't our business to know. That's why I believe in them bags that he gave him was a bag of business. mind your own. But when we come to the realization of the fact that we are not good, that there is no good thing about us unless the Lord help us, we'll never come to the revelation and be able to make the confession that it's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. You know, you hear that in the, in the, in the, in the breakup world, right, in the, in the relationships, like, it's not you. It's me. But that version is a cop-out. This one that I'm talking about is a confession. Not a cop-out, but a confession. It's not you. It, 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 it's not you. It, it was me that ruined the marriage. It, it, it's, it's not you. It was me that provoked the children to wrath. It, it's, it's, it's not you. It was me who ruined the finances. It's not you. It's me. Which leads to the, the next act. I mean, we, we, we can get caught up in the fact of, okay, I'm gonna try and work, work for and not work out. Why? Because if I work for it, it, it makes it look like I'm, I'm actually doing something. People see me moving, and so it looks like because I'm moving that I'm making progress. And I'm and I'm doing things, and and there's an outward show, but really it's 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 unprofitable, and it's not helping. And so the next one is: so you'd rather gamble with life, like a paradise, on your own, and make paradise. That's blasphemy. You got the video up there. There's a uh, this video I came across of this art exhibit that was created by Sun Yoon and Pang Yu, And they, they quite adequately, adequately named this uh, exhibit, Can't Help Myself. Can't help myself. And if you guys look, if you guys can see, I'll move out of the way. It's a robotic arm that the engineers designed on purpose to run off a hydraulic fluid. And it's to give an illustration of the fact that if it's supposed to if the hydraulic fluid is supposed to be the life of it, they purposely created it with a small leak so that way it would be able to help itself and see how long it would be able to sustain. When they first made it, the pool was not that big. This is after years of it working to help itself, that it inevitably just continues on with the mess and the mess grows and gets bigger and bigger. And so it is with our lives. When we seek to help ourselves, we keep trying to s- scoop back all of, our, all of our dirt that we don't want people to see because we're working in our own efforts for our salvation and not working out our salvation. It started with a small leak, it's not, it's not an accident that the hydraulic fluid is the same color as crimson blood. And for years, it's gone on. And what's crazy about it is when it first was created, and even though they purposely made it with a small leak, they created it and programmed it not only to, to, to scoop the fluid back into itself to try and sustain itself, but they also taught it to move around and do, like, dances for the people that observe for it. Why? So it could be a spectacle. And many of us do the same thing. We dance around because we don't want nobody to know that we really got a leak. We don't want people to know that we got that issue of blood. But as you can see in the video, this is a more recent observation of this this, this contraption that Eventually, it got to the point where the leak got so bad that it programmed within itself to stop doing wasting time doing the dances and spend more time trying to scoop fluid back to itself. And it made the robot seem even more miserable than what it really is when you see what it's doing. It's programmed to try and contain the hydraulic fluid that's constantly leaking out and required to keep itself running. If too much escapes, it will die, so is it desperately, desperately trying to pull it back to continue to fight for another day. The robot had the ability to do these dances for spectators, and when the project was first launched, it danced around, spending most of the time interacting with the crowd since it could quickly pull back the small spillage. But many years later, as you see in this video now, it looks tired and hopeless as there isn't enough time to dance anymore. It now only has enough time to try and keep itself alive as the amount of leaked hydraulic fluid became unmanageable. We think because we can manage it at first. But as you know, sin, sin is, a, is a baby that grows. And when it's full grown, produces Death. living its last days in a never-ending cycle between sustaining life and simultaneously bleeding out, figuratively and literally, as its hydraulic fluid was purposefully made to look like its actual blood, the robot arm finally ran out of hydraulic fluid in 2019, slowly came to a halt and died. It was programmed to live out this fate, and no matter what it did or how hard it tried, there was no escaping it. Spectators watched as it slowly bled out until the day that it ceased to move forever. What I need you guys to know, beloved, is that Jesus came to inaugurate a new covenant so that sin could be forgiven and sinners could be born again. John 3, 5 tells us that as desperately wicked people, we cannot reform our hearts by our own effort. The only solution is for God to make our hearts new, washed clean from sin, and fundamentally reoriented toward pleasing him. The robot was designed with a leak. It was designed that way. The awesome thing about the God that we serve, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 22 says this. It says, and who has also put his seal... Y'all know that's, that a seal is for a leak, right? And who has also put his seal on us and given us the spirit, his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Ephesians 1:13 and 14 tells us, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation in him, when you believed were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. He is the down payment of our inheritance for the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. Ephesians 430 tells us this about the seal that we've been given. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. The thing was designed with a leak. And there's many of us that profess to be saved, profess to belong to him. But we're living our lives out like can't help myself. We're leaking all over the place We're 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 trying to keep up appearances. And all the while we're just our life is just steadily being a mess. And there's a leakage that, that, that has become so great that it's unmanageable. And I want to let you know that, that if you have a leak in your life, but you, you know that you professed salvation, that you that you believed on Jesus Christ and what he's done in the finished work of the cross, that maybe you've been in here and you've messed with your seal. Maybe you've messed with your seal and the leak has begun again. I need you to understand that that seal was placed in there for a purpose. That seal was placed there divinely by God Almighty. So that what he has given you through the gift of salvation and his grace, that you would not lose any of it. What we have to understand is that his seal is is his approval. It is his stamp. How many of y'all go to the store and you guys buy a product, especially like what, what, if it's some food or something, you gonna you going to still bring it home and, and use it if the seal is busted? You can't be used if your seal is busted. And God desires to use you. We got one job, y'all, one job. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 12, we're going to read it again. It says, therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed my suggestions, so now not only with the enthusiasm you would show in my presence, but much more because I am absent. Work out, cultivate, carry out to the goal and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and watchfulness, with reverence and awe and trembling, self-distrust, with serious caution Tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. Do you know that when you offend God, one of the ways you offend God is by messing with his seal? It said, do not grieve the Holy Spirit with which he has sealed you with. Another illustration. Think of it like this. You were injured. You got cut. Scab forms. That's a part of the process of healing. Some of y'all in here are pickers. <laughs> Nasty thought of it, but, that, but think about that. Because unless you leave it alone, it's not going to heal up. And your condition remains the same and possibly potentially can get worse. And you and you become infectious. But if you can if you if you allow the process of healing to take place by 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 the one who has sealed you. Then you can become effective. As I come to a close. Verse 13, Philippians 2. Listen. The reason why you've been picking at it is because you've been thinking it's about your own strength. You've been thinking it's, it's, it's you that has something to do with it and it's not. It's a work Of the Holy Spirit. And he's saying in Philippians 2.13 says. As he continues. He says not in your own strength. For it is God. It is God. It is the Holy Spirit. Who is all the while effectually at work in you. Energizing and creating in you the power and desire. Both to will. And to work. For his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Holy Spirit is saying. To you now, it's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. Oh, you thought that good idea that you had was, no, it wasn't you, it's me. That book that you thought to write, that wasn't you, it was me. Oh, the godly legacy that you want to live, that's not you, it was me because ain't none of y'all good, but you got me. Not in your own strength. Not in your own strength. Thank God for the Holy Spirit who doesn't come to condemn us, but he comes to convict us to help us say, hey, no, your heart... Your heart is is, is misguided. Let me me give you a new heart. Lay down on this table. Let me open you up. Not in your own strength. The heart is deceitful and exceedingly wicked. Who would have known? It subtly leads us to traps that will not, not let us go. And had it not been for the rescuer who laid down his life. I know I'm one of those people that I fight a lot of times when when I don't want to be the bigger person. And assume responsibility for something that I know I didn't do when that's the whole reason why any of us are here. Jesus didn't do not a thing. But yet he assumed the responsibility of it. Are we not called to be like Christ? Are we not called to to walk in his footsteps and, and be the example that he set? We have to make the confession that it's not you, it's me. And hear his voice when he says, it's not you, it's me. I work it in you, you work it out. I work it in you, you work it out. I work peace in you, you work it out. I work humility in you, you work it out. I work righteousness in you, you work it out. Many of us, we we, we shudder at the thought of exercise. Right? We, 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 look for, we look for the quick fix we want, we want to look the part but we don't want to do what it takes to be the part but that's not how it is in the kingdom you go to the enemy he'll offer you all of that but it's going to come at the price of an eternal damnation we can't continue living our lives trying to manage the leak on our own We can't continue living our lives not receiving the seal that God has given us that comes with salvation. We have to come to a knowledge of the fact that we can't help ourselves. We can't help ourselves. If we could, we would have done it a long time ago. But we can't. Not in your own strength. For it is God who is all the while Effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Do you know that that's what grace is? I know many of us have an, a misunderstanding of what grace is. We think that grace is just there for us to make mistakes. When we make mistakes, that grace is there and, it's, and it saves a wretch like us. No, but grace, grace is the power for us to be able to do what it is that God wants us to do it is it is what empowers us to break away from those dead relationships it's it's the power that it gives us to break the chains of a addiction grace isn't just there to, to, to fix the mess ups but it's there to give you the strength that you need to walk in the power that God has given you to walk in the authority that Christ has given given you Many of y'all sitting on that book that he told you to write because you you haven't allowed him to seal you. Many of you guys have have not begun to, to to start that business because you sitting there and you and you and you're trying to trying to get everything together and he's like, no, I've called you the way that you are. I've sealed you. Do you realize that that many of us live our lives. Like a prisoner who is set, who's been set free, we walk outside the gate and we just turn around and look through the fence and watch everybody that's still in bondage rather than going off and living and exercising in the freedom that we've been set free to. Or we get released from the gates and all we do is just sit set before us the sentencing papers. God has called you to freedom and not bondage the mess that you've been living in the mess that's been spilling out everywhere that you've been slowly trying to scrape back so nobody sees so it doesn't so so you can keep appearances god is saying i want to free you from that today i didn't design you with the leak but i've got a seal that is everlasting i've got a seal that is everlasting if you believe that he's got a seal that is everlasting for you stand up on your feet this morning can't receive the seal of the Holy Ghost if you haven't been saved the word of God has been preached to you this morning do you believe do you believe if you heard the word of God this morning and you are not saved but you believe the word that you've heard you need to come to the altar right now cause he wants to seal the deal right now He wants to seal the deal right now. That's my first petition. Second petition is is that you are saved, but you've been picking at your seal. You've been a picker. And you've been living like, can't help myself. Trying to to hide the leak. You need to come to the altar right now. He wants to fix the seal right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants to fix the seal right now. You have to come with the attitude and the heart that it's not you, it's me. Whatever the you is that you've been blaming in your life, it's not you, it's me. Lord, it's not the woman you gave me, it's me. Lord, it's not the husband you gave me, it's me. It's not the family you gave me, it's me. We're our intercessors. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.